Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a episode of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. You are joined by Kirk Henderson and Ben Zadell. Ben, how are we doing today? Doing great, Kirk. I'm ready. Uh, the schedule release we're going to talk about has got me all hyped up for basketball again. So yeah, it's go. nice. It's it's weird. I, I recorded the show earlier today. We're recording on the evening of Wednesday, August 17th. It'll probably go up on the morning of the 18th. I recorded the show with a friend that I finally met in Vegas the first time, uh, Katie Heindel. And she, her and I did kind of a more, she, she runs this blog called, um, or the Substack called Basketball Feelings. And it's a little more like, trying to think how to describe it it's like uh, it's a bit more of like a philosophical basketball pod and this is much more like okay we're back into the grind and i and and this is really just kind of the nature of the content that we do like i thrive on um repetition and on stuff happening and when stuff isn't happening i get really out of the mix and i don't want to do anything (laughs) and now that like we're like we're kind of inching because we got about six weeks until stuff really happens, but we're going to start, we're going to start, you know, that like the, the schedule alone is, is kind of plenty. Like there's so much stuff to like just project onto. It's going to be great. But before we, before we discuss the schedule earlier today and through a hilariously ridiculous TV service that I have, which uh, send me a direct message if you're curious as to what it is. um, I was actually able to watch the friendly match between Slovenia and Serbia today. Uh, as kind of a tune-up to Eurobasket. Now, Ben had told me before he didn't get to see any of it. Obviously, he hasn't really seen anything other than probably a couple of, you know, like highlight, like things on on Twitter where people were going nuts. Um, so I'm just going to kind of solilo- have a little bit of soliloquy for a minute. The uh, Team Slovenia won 92-7-92 in overtime. It was a very entertaining basketball game. Our guy Luka Doncic had 34 points, 6 rebounds, and 9 assists. Um, part of the reason it went into overtime is because he had 3 straight, he had 3 like of the most ridiculous Luka Doncic possessions in a row in about, with about 4 minutes left where Slovenia is up by like, I want to say between four and seven points, takes a bad three, takes another bad three, has a horrendous turnover, and all of a sudden it's tied. Um, then down the stretch, he, you know, hit some clutch free throws to help send the game in overtime, and then Slovenia just scored more than the other team. You know, the Serbia has a ton of talented players. Um and obviously led by like Nikola Jokic. And it's it's so funny watching Luka and Jokic play because they're they get grouped together and they shouldn't but because they're euros but i think they each play they each have this like anticipatory game where they do you know the like doctor strange and the multiverse thing where they can see things as it's going to happen so like watching them play is so fun and you know like like luca is he's more carefree Whereas like Jokic sometimes looks like he doesn't care at all. Uh, But like once the game kind of got down to the wire, both teams started playing really hard. Like Jokic, for example, had 31 points, 12 rebounds and six assists. It was definitely one of those games like Jokic really stuck it to uh, American with a um, Slovenian passport. Uh, What's it? Where's our guy? Where did he go? Mike Toby. Um, who actually played a, a a pretty dang good basketball game himself, but it's just Jokic is such a talented player. Where and and you know Luca is he he just looked great. He looked crisp. He was he finished up as the roll man in a pick and roll. He was doing all sorts of stuff, and it's just another reminder that like the Mavericks have to get 
more creative and force him to do different stuff. You know, he played with like Goran Dragic only played for like five minutes and then was in street clothes. Uh, Goran's brother Zoran played, uh, who is hilariously lifted, listed as a uh, shooting guard slash small forward, even though he's the same size as Goran, basically. Um, you know, played like 30 minutes. The, the, the Slovenian team is, is really interesting. Like they really seem to click in all the right ways. They're going to be really fun to watch uh, in the upcoming Eurobasket. I think there's at least one more friendly before all this stuff gets started. Um, I, I, if you, and Mark Stein, uh, I texted him today to ask him a question. This is not like official cause I don't know, but I want to say that it's, um, ESPN plus should have like the actual Eurobasket games, which could be fun for those of us who have ESPN plus subscriptions. Okay. That's enough soliloquizing for me. Uh, let's talk about this schedule. So according to reports, the Mavericks are going to play 82 basketball games next year. Ben, what, what jumps <laughs> out at you with this basketball schedule? Well, right off the bat, that uh, first stretch of four games, there's three of the first four on are on the road, and then it's, it's Phoenix, Memphis, New Orleans. So those are three tough opponents, two of them you know, in the division. And then the last game there is Brooklyn. Um, and we don't know, you know, is Brooklyn going right. to be Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving Brooklyn, or is it going to be some dull husk of that with Ben Simmons? So, But either way, you know, that's, that's still – a pretty tough stretch to open up, especially the three out of four on the road. So, uh, you know, no favors to the Mavs on that schedule. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's one that, but I will say that, that at least in the early goings, now this is me skimming through it. Their first back to back is, is still in October, but it's a Oklahoma city Orlando back to back at home. Um, back to backs are something I tend to kind of keep a close eye on, uh throughout the year because where they you know look to rest guys and find like elements of load management you know we've talked a fair amount this offseason that the Mavericks don't really have a third ball handler so where they are able to get those opportunities for rest like you know those first four games are brutal but if they're able to play you know it's interesting Oklahoma City and Orlando are going to be feistier this year so that's that's kind of a that strikes me as yeah. like a sneaky it's it's strange too because the Saturday Oklahoma City game is at 8 p.m. and then the Sunday uh, Orlando game is at 6:30 p.m. So you're basically playing another game on about 20 hours of rest. That's yeah. screwy. I mean, at least, yeah. at least it's at home. Yeah, uh, that, that's with, me getting into the weeds. <laughs> yeah, that's like what it's 20. Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. But and again, it is OKC in Orlando. Uh, I know the tendency to the, that they've had the last couple of years between Kid and Carlisle, so it's coming, you know, I guess from higher up, is to throw away one of those games, and I just really wish they wouldn't do that, especially early in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's nicer. I, I prefer a little bit more in the March or April to kind of throw away one of those back-to-back games. Sure, uh, sure. You kind of have an idea about your standings. Um, starting off, you know, like October through December, uh, just win as many games as you can, build a cushion if you can, because you just oh, don't, I mean, you don't know what the injuries and stuff like that. That's exactly right. The nineteen twenty season when the Mavericks started off sixteen and five, like built, they've not got off to a good start since then because they got off to a poor start due to COVID and injuries. Um, they were nineteen and four at one point in the um, I want to say, well, I guess that would that would make it the nineteen. 
like the 2021 season. Yeah, the 2021 season. Then the 2020 or 21-22 season, which is one we just got by, the Mavericks played 500 basketball through the new year. So it's like notching some wins early. And the Mavericks have like a real opportunity if you're kind of looking at this. Like, you know, we'll see how long we work our way through this. But, you know, they play Orlando and they play Brooklyn twice in the first month. And so they won't see those teams the rest of the year. And like you said, you know, if Kevin Durant isn't playing, like there's some real opportunity in this early schedule. It's very home heavy in the first two months. So October and November, they play three, eight. They only play 11 away games. So home, uh, you know, regardless of strength of schedule, like there's a real opportunity looking at this schedule for the Mavericks to to notch some wins early before they head into a slightly more road heavy but definitely more game heavy december like there's a man they play a ton of games in december yeah, i guess that, they, that makes yeah, sense they've really got that, that's what i'm saying i mean they've really got to win as many as they can um because no actually the Thanksgiving around the Thanksgiving the week before Thanksgiving that schedule gets really tough mm-hmm. they've got two games against Denver and then uh Boston Toronto and Milwaukee all on the road then they come back and face Golden State I mean that's that's a rough stretch and then like you said uh they head into December with 17 games nine of those on the road Gosh, so, so 17 that, games in 31 days yeah that's a lot well, of basketball so starting, you know, the week before November, we, I mean, the week before Thanksgiving, we get really, man, you get, we're going to find out about this Mavericks team really fast, I think. Um, so by, by New Year's, we're going to have a really good idea of how tough, how, you know, is this a contender or not? Are they, are they like they were last year or, you know, is losing Brunson something, you know, is that a huge, minus that we think it is, or are they going to be able to hold it together? I think we're going to find out by January. There's not going to be any doubt. Well, you hit on something in that November and then December stretch. that's kind of worth touching on now. Mark Stein tweeted about this. How many of these kind of like baseball series um, games that the, the NBA is tilted towards? I've sort of, I'm not alluded to it. I've been rambling about it for the past six weeks that I think it's very interesting that the league is, is leaning towards this. The Mavericks play six of these type series and it's a, it's it's two games in a row in the same location against the same team. Um, they play Denver both times at home in early November. They play Minnesota twice in a row in mid to like second half of December. They play Portland twice in a row on a <laughs> back-to-back in mid-January. Sacramento uh, and a back-to-back in early February then a really fascinating pair of games, which will probably kind of decide the division, like who has like the division lead in early in mid-March where they play Memphis and at Memphis, then back in Dallas a day later. Then they all have kind of rounded out later that month with a pair of games against Charlotte. Though, do, do you like this sort of scheduling? What do you think? I do, especially. And then the other thing they're, they're doing now is the LA games or the New York games where they'll have them play the Knicks and the, and the Nets in the same, you know, couple days. Same thing, the Clippers and the Lakers in the same couple days. Uh, I do like it. You know, it, it makes – we always talk about the travel kind of affecting the basketball and how the bubble, the basketball was mm. really good. Um, so, I mean, if it cuts down the travel, I mean, what – it's it's really – you know, I get, for me the only negative you could say is that if you, for instance, want to go see uh, Jokic play 
um, and you're just not available the, the week that Denver's in town, then that kind of sucks. But overall, I think it's better for the product. I think it's cool. And just, you know, knock out some of these games. Uh, you yep. know, there's, it's really weird sometimes where, you know, I, the thing I hate is where, let's say, let's just take the Spurs, for example. The Mavericks will play the Spurs uh, like twice in November and then not play them again until like April. And then there's like one more, you know, a couple games in April. So it's kind of weird. I like, a, you know, just let's get all the games for some of these teams out of the way early. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's a nice wrinkle. There's, you know, nothing wrong with it. I like it. Uh, yeah. And and to get us, you know, I, I sort of threw us off track when we were kind of looking at this big picture. Um, the January schedule is very road heavy, contains what ends up being the uh, tied for the second longest or the, it's the the they play a five game road trip in January and a five game road trip in February, um, which end up being, those are the two longest road trips of the Mavericks year. Those games are going to be, you know, on paper right now, the January road trip looks pretty passable. The Oklahoma city thunder are going to be competitive this year, but they're still young. Then they play the Clippers who are going to be monsters, the Lakers who might be paper tigers, then Portland who, I think will be terrible uh, in that back-to-back that I mentioned. But the January schedule is kind of littered with trap games to me, where it looks like at least this far out, you know, uh, depending on health, obviously that that tends to, to hold true regardless. Um, a, a number of games where the Mavericks might just kind of kind of need to make it through this month above like like sticking at 500. Just so what, what, what any, any games here um, leap out at you? Yeah, that, that stretch you talked about is the the teams are not as as or the team is the teams are not good quality, uh, like you mentioned. But there's that's six games in nine days. Um, that's just rough. If you if you break it down the math, there six games in nine days is tough for any team. You know anybody you're playing. So you just depending on you know it's too much right now to go look at the schedules of those other teams and see where right. they're coming off of. But uh, six games in nine days is rough. Um, and, but you do have some good games there. Uh, I mean, overall, it's a pretty easy January schedule when you take out the, you know, that, like I said, that, that terrible stretch of, that's the, you know, tie, like you said, tied for the longest road trip, six games in nine days. Um, but you've got a lot of weak teams in there, like Houston, Washington, Utah, Detroit, uh, OKC, like you mentioned, who knows, you know, the Lakers, will they be quality or not? I think that is right. Depends depend on Anthony Davis. So um, it's one of those things where I just worried that the actual schedule of the basketball games will hurt them more than the actual opponents. Sure. Sure. Yeah. um, Cause it's at that point in the year, you know, it's funny. The Mavericks in 20 this past season, you know, a significant number of players, including Luka Doncic basically didn't play a significant part of that month due to injury or COVID or what have you. And I think that ended up benefiting like Luca because he ended up getting in shape. So it's, you know, being in shape, being able to maintain weight, being able to to play through nickel and dime injuries is going to be pretty important. And then, you know, which leads you into a February schedule, which is pretty, you know, it's it's it has one home game against New Orleans and New Orleans just scares me. Zion Williamson scares me. Then they play uh, six of their next seven on the road. To, to kind of figure out how to get into to all-star break which is you know it's it's only an eight it's like a seven i mean it's, it ends up being like a six-day break it's never as long as you think it is when you're looking yeah. at the calendar is is kind of what i'm getting at and then they have kind of a massive 
eh, I don't know, ends up being like a, a like a two week homestand where they play six games that that starts like ends February and starts March. And at that point in the year, I think that like it, it, talking about it this far out doesn't really make a ton of sense. But they play a lot of what we expect at this point in time, a lot of playoff eligible teams like this last season we loved march and april basketball because the games mattered and the way the nba has this schedule set up for the mavericks i you know at least on paper here i'm looking at this like i don't see a single one of these teams in march that looks like a team that should be out of playoff contention what do you think maybe utah uh maybe they got that one utah game yeah yeah that's true okay just utah and that's a tough that's a tough ending there because it's uh, six out of eight on the road <laughs> to finish out March, um, and then they got Memphis uh, three times in nine days. Uh, so that's just a wild March. That, it's gonna be fun because uh, you got Philly, Phoenix, New Orleans, Memphis three times, uh, Golden State. I mean, so that's gonna that's gonna be a huge. And well, then you're right; it ends up being eight and ten on the road if you go from March into April. Yeah, and then Philadelphia twice in that month, you know, so basically starting off and finishing March with the Ugh. 76ers. Right. Um, and they're, I don't, you know, I don't know how much you believe in what they've done this offseason to improve, but um, they're always, they kind of just always give Dallas trouble. Oh, yeah. Uh, the last couple of years, just because I think MB is just so big. That in the past, they've been so big, you know, they, they're not as big as they were since they uh, traded uh, Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, they were just kind of a monster team and kind of tough for the Mavs to play against. So uh, that's a tough month. Yeah. That, I was thinking that when I was looking over the schedule is, it, and, and I had to stop myself. Cause again, we're talking about March and April here right. in the middle of August. Things could be very who, different. Right. Yeah. Who knows which of these teams are going to be good, bad, or ugly. Um, but man, like it's not, the cakewalk that they had last year that you could kind of, you know, build up your strength going into the playoffs and get some good wins to get the confidence up, get the standings up. Um, so we'll see. I mean, that April stretch looks pretty good. Um, depending on where you think Atlanta, uh, Sacramento and Chicago are going to be, you would assume San Antonio is not going to be very good. That's the last game of the season. Right. Uh, it seems like it, it seems like it's always San Antonio to end the season. It anyway. does. I think like I'd be <laughs> curious. Like that might be if we do like a scheduled quirks piece, that might be kind of funny to go look at just as like because I've it's happened the last two years at least, and this is gonna make three. Yeah. So it seems like they're the NBA is just obsessed with the Spurs and the Mavericks finishing off the season somehow, some way or the other. So um yeah, I mean that's it. Man, like I said, it's getting me excited. Just going, looking at these over and over again. I'm just getting excited about basketball again. Well, and then there's some other things which are, you know, sort of flexible, but not really. When you look at it, like the second half of the season, this the, the NBA has a little more. Uh, after football ends, they apparently have some options with their flex scheduling. But on paper right now, the Mavericks have 30 national TV games which is the seventh most. And then when you take a look at like removing the NBA TV games, because a lot of people don't have NBA TV, the Mavericks actually have 21 nationally televised games, which means ABC, um, TNT, and ESPN. And 21 is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven again. And I think 21 is about right. I, I I like these matchups, um, these games. You know, we just talked about the schedule in its entirety, but some of the ones that are going to be on ESPN and TNT are true, true primetime games. I mean, Phoenix, we, we start, we, everybody knows we start the season with Phoenix, 
and then two game and game three it's against new orleans on tnt that's going to be a, a fantastic basketball game um anybody that really remembers the last time the mavericks and zion really went up to head to head it was like kp and luca versus zion and what was one of the highest scoring games that i can remember from the last few seasons and wasn't um, that the game where maxi kleber like really shut down zion too like at the at the end of the game at, yeah like at the perfect game. time after just yeah. getting bulldozed that, that was the first time that i was like oh maxi can like play some defense maybe mm-hmm. so that was like one of the first times i was i kind of flipped the switch on maxi and was like okay this guy's not just you know some guy left over from our rebuilding you know, yeah. period here so yeah I well, there's a pair too. of bangers in early december where they go on tuesday tnt against denver and then friday against milwaukee and ooh, that's if the mavericks are in a good place there that's kind of an arrival party so to speak like the mavericks draw a lot of attention it's luka Doncic, and i'm not like this is not like dirk i, I think that's one thing everybody kind of we need to all understand like dirk where ah, dirk needs more respect like luka is a global icon um they want you know they play on on christmas day we have the 1 30 p.m slot game against the los angeles lakers in dallas okay that means that 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 the nba knows slovenia is going to be watching part of europe's going to be watching this is a worldwide guy um and and i i i'm pretty pleased with this slate of of nationally televised games there's i i don't have a lot of complaints that Milwaukee, uh, that Friday in December, Milwaukee, nine o'clock local start time is rough. However, that oh is, sure, no, for the people going to the game, nine o'clock, I, right? I'm not going to complain about like watching it on TV, but for anybody going to the game, that game at nine o'clock, man, like and especially on ESPN, you know, that probably means a nine fifteen start date or start time. So, man, like shout out to everybody who goes to that game. You guys, well, are, well here's like, something tough. for you. Here's something for you, since I was apparently the cause for some late game flex problems since I tweeted this out. 100%. Listen to this. Schedule jinx. On Saturday, February 11th, the Mavericks play at Sacramento at 9 p.m. After that game, they have, at least right now, they have one game the rest of the regular season that starts after 7th or that starts after um eight o'clock they played the lakers on february march 17th every other game is an eight or 7 30 or earlier start time yeah I don't that's good news any, yeah that one eight o'clock is denver and then that's in february and then after mm-hmm. that yeah you're right there's nothing even at eight so, so hopefully us- that, that holds up hopefully you didn't jinx us in uh, early, as early as august because <laughs> uh, i mean that was that was rough because didn't wasn't it like four four games after that? Got it was. Like it was like, nine. oh, we it don't have anything. I, I called it Luby's time, and then we just kept getting rescheduled to these later games. So that, like I said, hopefully your power is uh, fading I'm, after that. One. I'm saying it now so that no one will remember. You know, six months from now. <laughs> um, trying to think what else we got here. So according to the Mavs press release, there's 13 total back to backs. That's probably. Um, that's probably about average. There's no real complaints there. Six of those begin and end on the road. Five are home and home, and two require no travel, which is interesting. Um, other than that, I'm kind of, kind of just, you know, I'm, I'm kind of jazzed up. Like tickets, they the, the Mavericks, and this is important for those of you who are listening in the Dallas area. Um, ticket sales start on Thursday, August 25th, which is about like, by the time you're listening, it's like a week from the time you're listening to this. Um, and then, Oh, that's for uh, exclusive presale stuff. Sorry. Then for Saturday, August 27th, it's 
when the general public can start buying some of these games. But, you know, if you want to get single game package tickets, I recommend doing so. It's it's kind of a – the Mavericks, like the cost of a Mavericks ticket, hate to tell everybody, it's only going to go up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, man. Especially if you got used to buying on down, in, in that down years, you know, mm-hmm. in like 2016 to like 2017, 2018. Man, it, it's, it's bad. Uh, yeah. but hey you know the product is is a lot better um there's also uh, i don't know if you want to talk about it, the bally sports news the, yes. the app um, glad that's a you brought that up thing, especially talk to me about, about this schedule so the bally sports i think it's going to be called bally sports plus so that's been a huge problem here in the dallas uh, area that you can't it's tough to watch the mavericks um, I think from what I've seen is Denver is the only market that's tougher to watch the actual NBA team there. So um, right now you can only watch Mavs games on Valley Sports if you have uh, DirecTV slash AT&T or Spectrum, I believe. Um, none of the other streaming like YouTube TV or anything like that carries Valley Sports. But starting September 26th, they're going to have the Valley Sports Plus app where for $20 a month, I believe you can uh, stream stars and Mavericks games. And I believe once baseball season rolls around uh, the Rangers. Um, so that I think is going to be a huge for just getting people to be able to watch the Mavericks because I mean, I think everybody $20 for a streaming app sounds like pretty high, but when you consider like, you know, how much, if you're the type of fan that's, you know, just really into it and, and you're just, if you're a real like, local look, fan, there's yeah. a lot of sports to watch. Yeah, and so you're probably paying for DirecTV, AT&T, or uh, Spectrum right now, and so you can just cut that out and $20 a month, go for Bally Sports. Now, I don't know, you know, we'll yet to see how good that app is, how uh, clunky it can be. Sometimes these newer apps, uh, the user experience is not the greatest. I haven't heard. Bally Sports has an app right now that you can use to stream things, but you've got, you've got to have that DirecTV or AT&T uh account already um so this will be directly with valley sports so this seems like on a on a on its face so before we have any user experience this feels like a step in the right direction people are never going to be happy with this shit let's just be honest but you know it's it's something right it's it's access and that's that's been the biggest problem is is the access thing because there there's also the the consideration you know when you say it's only on spectrum or at&t direct tv um, sometimes you're just in a neighborhood where you can't get those services. You're, you know, uh, through just whatever kind of infrastructure you're dealing with, you're bound to, you know, cable company X, whatever you want to say. And like now, I mean, like if you've got the internet, you can watch the Mavericks. So, uh-huh. uh, that's huge. It's going to, it's a little expensive. I agree, but you know, it's, uh, it's worth it. And you can always, I'm sure they'll probably have some sort of trial thing where you can try it out and if you don't like it. Then, and especially if you're one of the, you know, there's, a, I know a lot of people, you know, that I, uh, talk with a lot on Twitter are huge sports fans who are really, I'm not as big a stars fan as a lot of people, but there are huge stars, Rangers and Mavs fans. Like they just live and die with every game of those yep. three teams. So, I mean, that's worth it for those three teams. I mean, that's how I many even days think about the star stuff. Cause the way the hockey games start, particularly on like, like you are, you in theory could be kind of like surfing between stars and Mavs games and basically watching like five and a half hours of sports some nights. So like, I I could really see that. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Hockey seasons and basketball season starts. I mean, you can, you're basically using that app every day almost. So yeah. Which is, and you know, if you're paying 20 bucks a month for something you use every day, I I just, that's fine. It's fine. Yeah. You, You want to enjoy, like, this is the thing. 
and and I'm speaking largely to any of our younger users. Something you use every day is not a luxury. It is a necessity. So like I started buying like nicer, like I work from home. So like I started buying like nicer, like shorts and shirts because I'm in them all the time. So it's like, if I'm like 20 bucks a month is fantastic for something that I'm watching every day. Just is yeah. full, full stop. Um, that's me, you know, getting on my old band soapbox, trying to think like <laughs> we, we have like a lot of stuff in the, in the kind of hopper that we're thinking about doing, but I'm trying not to like kick anyone's ass yet on our staff because like we ground, we really ground out work last year and I'm yeah. not ready yet. Like even in the preseason, if anybody, you know, our hardcore readers and listeners like know this, like you go to Mavs Moneyball starting kind of mid September in a year um there's just gonna be stuff we'll do that again this year we're probably not putting out as much as you guys like i've we've had you know a couple of the comments that we get on stuff where it's like what is this and it's like guys this is the first real off season we've had since covid started like we're just pulling shit out yeah. of our ass i think people got really used to you know i talked about being like excited about basketball again mm-hmm. that the between the bubble the compressed season and then the regular type season right after that i got burned out on basketball i'm not even gonna mm-hmm. lie it was, yep. i was rough and then i i think people got used to the usual regular season slash playoff content just for what like 18 months straight mm-hmm. um and so they're not used to like hey it's august there's literally nothing happening and you know nothing's going to happen until either training camp or kevin durang gets traded so you know hey it's this is the time to be goofy on the website uh catch up on shows movies stuff like that you, you know, watch anything i just finished uh, uh the most recent only murders uh in the building season two only, only murders yeah waiting for the finale next week so excited about that um the bear you guys all recommend the bear finish the bear um did you uh, see Reser- the peanut butter and jelly spoof of the bear? Yes, yes. <laughs> it was incredible. Uh, For anybody the- who doesn't know, the bear is a Hulu show. It's about three and a half hours long total. Yeah, eight episodes, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, uh, they're all. Like 20, it, it, I don't recommend it in one sitting. No, if you watch, like in okay, one sitting, yeah. it's like it, it's a reminder of your of your worst and best job experiences, no matter if you worked in the food industry or not. That is the best way to put it. I watched I kind of binged it, not like all in one day, but it was like over three days and I was stressed out afterwards. It's 100% a show that you probably, you know, I mean, like it's too late now, but probably once yeah. a week is a great way to like consume that. If, if you know you're, it's too late for that. So maybe like once every couple of days, I got to have you watch on. It. Josh doesn't watch shit. Yeah, though my big recommendation right now would be Reservation Dogs. Okay, that, on Hulu. Oh my, is what's the um, elevator pitch? It is just a group of teenagers that live on a reservation in Oklahoma, and them trying to understand their place in that community, um, and possibly some some of them want to escape it. Some of them are trying to embrace it. It is. I mean, me, me and my wife just finished watching the latest episode and I, it got very dusty. It's it's one of those shows that pulls off like you're laughing and then all of a sudden, like a minute later, you're almost in tears. Sure. Uh, just like I said, one of the best shows I've seen recently. So, Did you ever watch Mythic Quest? Oh, yeah. hundred percent. OK. Um, okay. Dying for new episodes of Mythic yeah, that's, Quest. That's, that's soon. I'm. If I'm going to make a recommendation while I was on my cruise, I was I was seven days without Internet people. Me. I'm the most online man <laughs> in the world. And it was great. And I think that I, I came. I, what I did was actually I read. I read a book. 
read lots of books actually um right when i got married it's been this long maybe it's not been that long i came across a like the, a book series like i was in a barnes noble like an actual physical bookstore so we're talking like 2011 ish maybe right it was right before i went on my honeymoon even though i got married in 09 um is this big book cover and it had like it was it had a george r martin quote in the cover and i had been reading some some um i'd read all of game of thrones at that point that was available and it was an R. R. Martin quote, and it was like a space opera. And I'm like, well, I love science fiction, so I'm gonna pick this up. First book was called uh, Leviathan Falls. No, Leviathan Wakes. That's the first one. And it was the first book in a series called The Expanse. Ended up getting turned into a six season sci fi, uh, and then Amazon show that was really good, but also only covered two thirds of the books. So I have only read I, before the, the show I'd only or before the this cruise I'd only read the first six of the nine books I stopped reading so I had a child and I lost my mind for the better part of four and a half years and just wasn't able to read and so I I, I picked up these books and I was like oh I like reading this is great so I, I'm really I don't know if I'll be able to stick to it because it's hard to read in basketball so I just get tired like you guys know how much stuff I do I end up staying up to like 2 2 30 in the morning but I I reading has been good for my brain good for my mental health good for my not being on the internet so that that would be my kind of short recommendation is the expanse series uh it is available anywhere but each book is about 600 pages long <laughs> so yeah I didn't really plan to end on recommendations, but I think hey, this is a, a good way to, I to say, go about things. Yeah, TV and book recommendations. I mean, that's like my wheelhouse. I love it. I'm so, really embarrassed about how excited I am for House of the Dragon. I, man, like, I, okay, no, no, someday. no. You shouldn't be embarrassed because I've been like complete, like a child walking around my job just asking, hey, you get, are you excited? Like everybody that I remember like talking with Game of Thrones about, I've been going up to them and just like, hey, are you excited about House of the Dragon? And they're at Have least like heard, half of them uh, are like, 100% like, oh, is that starting? And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Have so. you heard uh, uh, Jason Concepcion's HBO official podcast? No. He's got, he's he has an official with... podcast sponsored by HBO. It, it okay. is only three episodes deep. It's only about 30 minutes an episode. He actually gets to interview George R. R. Martin. Um, I, it, you'll, you'll finish it now that I've told you about it, but it's, it's something else. Anyways, this is really delved off the path, but <laughs> you know what? Uh, it, like we said, it's August. Um, I'm not sure what's coming next. I'm trying to do these episodes where I've been talking to guys with other teams. I have on the schedule, uh, a guy from New Orleans that I know a guy, and then I have an unscheduled, but agreed to discussion with a friend of mine who does Oklahoma city stuff. I'm still, I'm trying to dip into Western conference people. I don't really care about Eastern conference teams. <laughs> so that, that sort of stuff that's coming yeah. next. Right. Right. So, well, Ben, thank you so much for taking this much of your Wednesday. Ben has been writing stuff, which you should go read it all over at madsmoneyball.com. I'm not even going to list it off. Um, I've not written shit as we have discussed, but maybe I'll get back to it soon. Um, you got anything else before we get out of Dodge? No, that's it. Oh, watch, watch reservation dogs. Like start it now everyone listening i'm to actually that's page. actually because we just finished that was going to be the next thing i watch because it goes it's on hulu like like uh, not switching services is really helpful yeah that man hulu and fx specifically they just like they have my number so yeah there's some good stuff that i need to watch prey like that oh, oh my gosh yes you need to watch prey it's like the second best predator movie after the original yeah that's quite the endorsement all right guys kirk henderson ben zadell we've been having a great time here on mavs moneyball after dark you can find us please subscribe please like using your favorite 
podcast platform. It is very helpful to us. Uh, maybe Ben will call him on more often because Ben likes things other than basketball and Halo. Just kidding, Josh. We love you. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you soon, guys. Have a good week.